Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Are you in the game? And for many of us, when I say that question, we might be wondering what game? And the answer is yes. Are you in the game? The game of life, um, the game of work, the game of home and relationships right now, there's, there's so much going on around us. And, and this is a topic that I think is really important for all of us to hear, especially as we end 2020 and, and head into a new year um, and, and new beginnings for a lot of people and, and how we think about it. And so I've got Tim Williams here with me, and, and he's the owner and founder of T-Will Sports. Um, he's also the husband of a very dear friend of mine. And when I started following him on, on LinkedIn and seeing the things he was posting, I just knew that I wanted to have him on here to just give a different perspective. He's got a great philosophy and a great approach um, to how he helps leaders, to how he helps coaches. So thanks for being here, Tim. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I'd love for you to just start with your journey. Tell us um, a little bit about who you are and how you got here. Yeah, I mean, I, I can thank the game of basketball. <laughs> um, it was introduced to me probably about, you know, I was introduced to the game around age 14. Um, at a pivotal point in my life where, you know, confidence was an issue, mm -hmm. right? And it was one place in my life, in my world, where I felt confident. Right. And uh, I built my confidence through the game. Um, <clears throat> I became more confident as a person uh, the better I became at the game. And it started to spew onto my day-to-day -day life off the court. Mm -hmm. So I fell in love with the game. And I continued to play the game through high school, um, college. I was fortunate enough to go to college. And it took me on some other journeys. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a city kid. I grew up in Minneapolis. And my journey took me to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Oh, which the is, booming metropolis. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so I went exile for two years <laughs> to go play basketball at Devil's Lake, North Dakota, um, to return closer to home in Moorhead State and finish up my college career there, playing basketball there. Um, was fortunate enough to play post-high college ball and play in the CBA and the ABA and the IBA. Uh, all minor uh, professional leagues, um, and I was able to do that for six years, um, which was amazing. Yeah, um, it was an amazing journey, amazing ride. Um, learned a lot um, about myself, about the game. Um, met a lot of amazing people, and when I was done with that, um, I went into the real world and started working. Mm -hmm. uh, worked in education for a number of years, and, uh, but it was always still driven by the game and uh, I decided to bet on all the experience I've ever had bet on myself you know, kind of the whole confidence mentality right mm -hmm. I can do anything and so decided to take the entrepreneurial route and start sports start a business in sports and um, kind of provide for myself and create my own journey mm -hmm. and kind of control my own narrative yeah and so um, that's what birth T-Will Sports and my entrepreneurial journey. It's amazing when you find how where it comes full circle to how can it come back to that passion. Yes. Right? Because yes. I think a lot of us get jobs yes. and then eventually realize like, but how can I make my job, my career, my passion? Yes. It was it was always there, right? right. It's like you can, right. deny, there was an undertone. you can deny it and fight it all you want. Right. I mean, if it's your passion, it's your passion. I'm at a job thinking about that. Right. So I'm at my job thinking about basketball, thinking right. about sports, thinking about how I can help this kid, how I can help that kid, how I can improve that. And so um, when I gave it my full attention, 
Right. It thrives. It thrives. Right. I mean, I became better <laughs> as right. a person. I think in all facets when I freed myself of that and we became can. an entrepreneur and just kind of embraced it rather than fight it. Right. And um, I think I probably I woke up more motivated the next day after I left my job and actually started full time. Instead of fearful, yes. you were like, let's go. I was right? absolutely all in. Yeah. This is going to work. There is no other option. My plan B is just another way to make plan A work. Like it was, that was <laughs> all, just my mentality. All paths lead <laughs> yes. here. Yes. So figure it out. Yes. What do you think has been a superpower that you have that's helped you get to this point? Building relationships. I think the relationships okay. are, the relationships along the way, um, just like the passion has come full circle. Mm-hmm. Right? The same people you meet walking left when you got to go back the other way you see them going right (laughs) Right. and so uh, being able to foster great relationships and people who have poured into me inspired me and uh, given me some of the inspiration and power that I've needed to move forward and keep going and uh, continuing to motivate others like those things the people around me I think the superpower they give me my superpower I love that I love that answer So today we're talking about kind of being in love with the game. And this is something that you said to me, and I was like, that's the podcast topic, because I think that's what a lot of us, we get off the path, right? Of of kind of being in love with the game and challenging ourselves to say, are are we still? So talk a little bit about what that means, how you use that in your coaching. and. Um, I think that, you know, I'm a big person about the result, right? The results they don't change like getting to the end is what you what you strive to do but when you're a coach and you're in a position to to help influence and bring others along your real job is to help them fall in love with the game Mm -hmm. whatever that game is your job they need to love it but you know you have the influence and the power to give them a reason to love the game you have to open you have to show them right and showing the way um, comes in a various various different ways I mean you have to tap into them mentally understand what they're thinking emotionally you mm-hmm. just see how they're feeling and then physically you have to challenge them to do things they don't think they can actually do right right like you have there there's you know we I like to give impossible tasks that essentially can't be finished not because I want you to I just don't want you to quit right right it's a psych it's a mental game right it's, it's just not you're not allowed, you're not supposed to make a hundred shots in two minutes Right. But I need you to get as close as you can, right? Right. And, and and feel like you can, right? And then you know you fall in love with the game is whatever it is you're actually into, mm-hmm. whatever drives you. It's all a game, right? Right. And there's certain rules that apply. There's always going to be restrictions and boundaries, right? You have to find ways to push yourself, mm-hmm. push those boundaries, and expand the game to kind of fit what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always going to be put in a box. Someone's always going to box you in. Right, right? always. No matter what it is, someone's going to box you in. And understanding when you're in love with the game, you start to realize and you can remove other people's expectations of you so you can stand in the light of who you really are. Right. And feel comfortable with that. And then there's no boundaries. Yeah, you feel comfortable with that. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, so those things are very important. Well, I think it's something so important for leaders who are listening, right? Whether they're coaches or not, this is where the, just 
there's been so many of these messages that cross over between sports, sports. and life yeah. and, and careers yeah. and work is as leaders are we helping our people fall in love with the game or make yeah. sure they still love the game are we are we helping them use their strengths every day yes and to get better and i think the key in my mind the key to bringing your team along whether it's sports life or business is understanding who they are individually mm. Right, you can't motivate an entire team with the same message, right. but you don't know the message yet. Right, you first have to understand what motivates person A, B, C, and D. That's the hard part. Once you figure out what motivates those right. people, right now you know they're all motivated by something different. Mm-hmm. You take all of those differences, and then create the message that impacts the common goal. Right. If I know why you're here and I know what your goals are, what you, you know, why you're doing this, mm-hmm. if I can figure out your why, I can take your why and make it valuable to us as a group. Right. And pull that in, pull you in with that. Right? And get you into yes. that zone, right? Yeah, yes. And once you, get, once you have created those relationships with your entire team, then you can pull them all along because you understand. You know, you know how you have to push A, push B, push C. Mm-hmm. Right, they're all. It's all going to be different. It's all going to be different, right? right. You know, <laughs> maybe the person you can really go hard at. Then the yep. other one you may just have to rationalize with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then it may be the one that you need to reflect, do some reflecting. But right. they may get the same thing out of all those different conversations and the way they've been delivered to them. Right. But it helps you as a leader be able to coach them when you know their story and who they are. <laughs> Instead of just the way you would want to be coached, yes. right? I, my mind immediately goes to the golden rule, like treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh-uh. Yeah. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Right. And right. I think that's the difference is for leadership, especially in a, in a corporate or business environment, mm-hmm. is it's hard. It is. Right? To yeah. understand people. and to, It takes time, I guess I should yeah. say. Right? And dedication to that. Mm-hmm. How have you seen that play out with with your athletes right in real time and the success of of really taking the time to know them because there's a million other things you could be spending your time on yes um the that is just that's part it's just a process i think that before say if i'm a new coach or i've just started coaching a team the first thing we're doing we're just building build a relationship and rapport right Mm -hmm. i mean i think anytime you're are new to anything, right? You first have to establish what gives you the right to be in this position of leadership, right? So you establish mm-hmm. your credibility, number one, right? You give them something to believe in and so that it catches them like, oh, you know what you're talking about. And so from that, once you've established your credibility, then you start to kind of spend, whether it's two minutes, three minutes, if I spend two minutes with you one-on-one, you feel differently mm-hmm. versus if I didn't talk to you all day. We were in the gym for an hour and a half, and I say two words to you. And you're just screaming out things yes. for all of us to do. Yeah. do. yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, it's uh, so it's it's a relationship thing. Understanding why everyone's here, and when I break that down, I give you a keen example: coaching high school sports, coaching the a boys basketball team, for example. I may have a kid who lives in a under underprivileged area, underdeveloped area, where you know he his family isn't doing so well. Right, he may be a first generation. He wants to be a first generation college student. And the only way he's getting out of the situation he's in right. is through this game, right? So his motivation, his drive is very different than player B, who really just loves basketball. 
shoots around in this driveway going to college regardless <laughs> goes right. to a nice home so he's just here every day for the fun he's having fun right, right. and so then there's person C whose parents told him he needs to do an extracurricular, extracurricular sport and so he shows up here but his effort is like lazy it's lazy lazy he doesn't put forth the effort so person A is affected by his laziness which frustrates him because he needs he knows that we can all go further together Right. Right. The other guy's just too busy having fun. <laughs> right? right. And so you have these three personalities. You ball those up together and have them mesh together for a common goal. Mm-hmm. Right. But I can't do that if I don't really fully understand why they're all here. Yeah. I don't know if this kid doesn't actually like basketball, but his parents are making him here if I don't ask. If I don't, if I don't spend any time with him and figure right. that out. Right. And so figuring those things out help you push them collectively. You know, it's yeah. an uphill battle. And you so, know, and the thing I keep thinking about, first off, I, like, wish you were coaching all of my kids in, in sports <laughs> because you're just your approach. But um, is I also feel like, and maybe this is just more important right now, I think it's always been important, but I think it also makes them feel like you see them. Yeah. And I think we've lost a lot of that in business, in mm. sports, and is we're so worried about success and meeting the results, right? Or finishing the project or winning the game that we don't stop to see people for where they're at and who they are. Yeah. And that's a big piece of, of that. It is. You meet, you have to meet people, understand people, and meet them where they are. And as a coach, leader, pull them forward. Right. Right. Like, I mean, when this is all done and the goal's been met, the only value is what it took to get here. Right. Right? Like, the <laughs> Right. The goal is with the goal. It'd be another goal. But the journey is where all the relationships happen. Right. The journey is where your your team is built, where credibility lies, where that's where the real success is. For sure. If you can start and get to the end, we can look back and talk about everything else and, and learn. All those are just learning experiences. Right. It's just experience. And that's where the growth comes from. Yes. The growth doesn't come in the winning the game. <laughs> no, no, you grow through the process. The growth comes in the practice. Yes process trust the process (laughs) i love that so talk a little bit about you mentioned this and i think it's so refreshing so talk a little bit about your college recruiting you've got some experience there but more around how you did it because i think it was so different um college recruiting i think that we all put that you know they think that it's about showing off for the guy who's there to see you Mm -hmm. gotta have a great game gotta play well if you're an athlete you know you want to you want to Put your best foot forward. You want, mm-hmm. to, want them to see you at their best, at your best. Um, and so when I would go and see kids, I mean, I was coaching a college basketball in Florida. So mm-hmm. if I flew to Minnesota to see a kid, if I got before I got on a plane, I knew you could play. Right. So I'm not interested. I mean, I'm not concerned. You don't have to convince me any further. Right. Which is a huge misconception, right? Mm-hmm. People, kids think that oh, I got to impress them. Like if they got on the plane, they're already impressed. Like, right. That's time. That's a lot of time. That's a day. Those are days that could be spent somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to spend that kind of time on a question mark. Right. Right. So we get there. I, I fly here. I come to a game. I'm not even concerned with how you play. I go and I sit and I just watch the kid. Watch the mannerisms. Watch anything from details to how you come out of the locker room to what does your focus look like in the, in the layup line. Um, those things are, are cool to see. I mean, I think because it gives me perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I actually I hope you have the worst game you can ever have because I actually want to see how you react to the adversity. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to fold? Are you going to blame your teammates? Are you yelling at your coach? Are you sitting at the end of the bench? Are you not looking at your coach when he's talking to you? Is your team winning while you're having this bad game? Are you still excited for them? Are you mm-hmm. excited for the, the collective? Uh, the level of disappointment. Like, all of those emotions are real. Right. Those are real things you can't fake. Right. Right. You can't. That's that's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter. You can try to hide that as much as you want. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You know. And I'll go visit the school. Um, if I go to your school, I'm not going to talk to your parents. I'm not going to talk to your counselor. I don't want to talk to your teachers. I don't even want to talk to your coach if I don't have to. Or any administrators. I'd rather go talk to the woman in the lunchroom I am lying who will tell me if you're rude or not when she gives you your food. Let you come through there. Mm-hmm. And they get to see you for who you are off the court, they probably don't even know you play basketball. Yeah. Or the engineer who will tell me if you kick the bucket when you walk by, or you stick gum on lockers, and all of those things. (laughs) It just tells me who you are as a person, because essentially I'm going to invest four years into you. Yeah. From four years to a lifetime, right? And I want to know what kind of kid I'm going to get. I can teach you the game. I can teach you skills. I can teach you some of the other things. The character pieces. Yes. I want to know what kind of kid I'm going to get. Yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, when we talk about um, the difference in recruiting from an athlete, when you talk about whether it's an athlete or anyone, right? right? There's, there's, if I give Johnny, put him on a line and tell Johnny, I'll give you time and distance that you need to run these laps, right? Mm -hmm. You got to run 10 laps and 10, 10 sprints and, you know, 50 seconds. Right, Johnny's gonna run those ten sprints in fifty seconds because Johnny's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. If I put Steve next to Johnny and tell Steve to do the exact same thing, Johnny runs those laps different because he not only is he a hard worker, it's because he competes hard. Mm-hmm. Like you can compete hard and not be a hard worker. Hmm. For example, as an athlete, I, pro- I was I probably wasn't a very hard worker. <laughs> I competed hard though, and there was and I think. When you're when you're looking for pieces, those two lines get blurred sometimes. You can right. have both, and it's one of those like Tim. You got to go into the gym. Can't leave till you shoot 500 shots. The reality is, I'm probably leaving around 350, 375. I'm just not that interested. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm a hard worker. But if you put me in the gym with Steve and say, "You guys can't leave until the first one gets to 300, gets to leave," you're gonna win. I'm gonna win. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I compete. I, I'm driven by competition versus the work. Yeah. The work I know, I, the work I do, the work, but the, the, the competition. It's not part what drives you. Is what is what I'm driven by. Yeah. And it's um, we're just like with business and goals. Like right. you're driven by wanting to be better, wanting to be the best, wanting to win. Yeah. <laughs> and so sometimes you know, being able to see people's work ethic and the result, and right. their it's want both. for the result, mm-hmm. right? those two things kind of coincide but you have to see them, see them both separately. I think it's so important for leaders to, and I just had this conversation with a client yesterday where they're, they're, they're making bad hiring decisions. And I think they're hiring for skill set. I, I know they're hiring for skill set and they think they're hiring for character, but they're not, they're not digging under the surface. Like what you're talking about, like to, to those, those, like what does somebody do when no one's looking? Yeah. kind of thing <laughs> yes. right and, and so they're yes. they're they're churning through people because they're not finding the people that fit mm-hmm. and and really value what they value yeah i mean that's when you're doing hiring and all that you have a culture you can teach the skill right 
though that's you know you're right. you're everywhere you know when you're leading that position you're in a position to teach the skills to right. teach you can right. learn the culture you can teach the skill but you have to be a culture fit because the wrong hire can ruin your culture right or threaten the culture and yeah. i think we make those i just had a realization that we we hire for skill because it feels like it'll be faster yes. to them being productive so if you're going to just recruit all on skill, well, we're going to win faster. Mm-hmm. But are you? Because yeah. you could have more work on the character yeah. side, right, on the right. behavior side, that's going to actually negate mm-hmm. how fast, right, you got to the result because there was skill there. Yes, and um, we're in the instant gratification. I want to fix it now. I want to fix it now. Mm-hmm. At some point, we have to just play the long game, right? Put right. yourself in position for the longevity of it mm-hmm. versus, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, how do they fit into the experience mm-hmm. for you? Right. Right. The experience, and it's equates to the same thing. Like I, like I've talked about with with youth sports. Even to bring it back to that point, right? Like, there's the you, there's the youth, the, the, the fifth grade team that's winning all the championships. <laughs> they win all the championships. They have ten kids on their team, and they win seven out of ten championships. Team yeah. B is a middle of the road team. They win, right? But they only win. They win probably six out of ten, right? So at the end of every season, the elite team has to find five or six new players because only the top half have a good experience. So they're oh. constantly in a position of turnover. Interesting. Where the longevity of these people enjoy, their, they're winning and they enjoy the experience. So they stay together longer. And you just keep going, building on the experience of the process, right? And eventually, right. if you stay together long enough, you become championships turned into dynasties. Right, right. right. <laughs> and Dynasty turns into a different Because you understand that's a whole different each culture. other, you know each other's strengths, you... And then people want to be a part of that. That is fascinating. You're right. You just yeah. it, you break it down simply, but that's in our organizations and business, we should be thinking about the same thing, yeah. right? Are we be- building a winning team or are we building a dynasty, right? Yes. Something that has longevity and lasts. Yes. And that's the different focus that we need to have. Any other, from a coaching standpoint, any other tips or just learnings or things that you're seeing for leaders that are listening on, on how they can kind of channel that coach mindset? Um, you know, if you've never played sports, it's still the same. But if you have, there's the thing that where, you know, you just you kind of look at it as your team. Mm-hmm. They, they are your team. They're individuals. They're a, a collection of individuals who, as a leader, your job is to help them go further together. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's as much as I think culture is just—it's just so big, mm-hmm. so big. And sometimes you have to build culture, not actually in the office or not actually working, something right. outside of work. Whether right. it's you know all you know, go go somewhere and mingle and understand. The, be- the more you understand each other, mm-hmm. the easier it is to work with each other. Right, and uh, and that's and that goes for you know understanding, finding common ground finding things you have in common. Right. Even the things, I mean, sometimes you grow closer after a heated debate than you do <laughs> after, you know, coddling over what you're both interested in, right? right? But you have to go through those rough patches, right? That's where you trust to, is built. Yes, yes. You at least, because yep. if I know who you are and I know where you stand, there's a lot more respect built there. Yep. Then I even more, with that respect comes more trust. Mm-hmm. I know that I can trust you or I know how much I can trust you. Mm-hmm. But it gives me clarity. 
right? And the more clarity you have on your team, the more clear things are as a whole. Yep. And so I think that just, you know, really focusing on culture, 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 because culture recruits for you. Yeah, it'll draw the right energy, yes. the right people. The culture recruits for you. You win and you, 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 you get the star recruiter you don't based on the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, here's what they think about you. Right. <laughs> Essentially. Right. right? And so and that's a real thing. Culture recruits for you. That's my that's our new tagline. I love that. <laughs> so how can people connect with you, get more information? Because I know you do a lot of this coaching in, in you know, kind of leadership and helping people think this way in their teams. Yeah. Um my our website which is twellsports.com. Um we can connect through there. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. Just Tim Williams. It's a Perfect. common name, but think bigger is <laughs> it's usually a good tagline that we have. Think um, bigger. I love yes. it. Yes. And so, um, yeah, it, feel free to reach out. Um, and I'd love to work with anyone who's interested in understanding more about the, uh, the sports leadership and how it transfers to business. Yeah, I love it. And we'll make sure and include those links um, in the podcast notes so that everybody's got them. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for just this refreshing perspective. And I just, I love the crossover because I, I think right now people's lives have kind of become, right? It wasn't business and go to the office and home yeah. and sports and everything. Everything's just kind of become in one bubble, which I think is a benefit to everything that's happening. Yes. But it also allows us to reflect on how we coach our kids, how we coach yes. in sports, in our community groups, in mm-hmm. our business. Is it's a lot of the same transferable skills. Right. And I, I love that, that we can relate these sports analogies again because everyone's had those experiences in some way, mm-hmm. in some kind of a group. Um, so I think this was a very timely conversation. And, and for all of you listening, you know, each one of these podcasts, again, is meant to just shift your perspective a little bit, right? to just get you unstuck and maybe think differently about that next interaction that you have with somebody as a leader um, or in your family or your community or whatever it is. And, and that's really where growth comes from, as we talked about. The journey is just small incremental shifts as we move forward. So as always, thank you for being part of the community. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.